Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Mandy, and before we get into today's crazy, crazy, ridiculous topic, as always, I would like to shout out Podbelly. I'm a member of the Podbelly Podcast Network, podbelly.com, where you can get all your podcast needs, listen to other podcasts that are on the network, maybe learn a little bit how to do your own podcast. There's tons of information on there. Uh, There's great podcasts that are a part of the network as well, such as Graveyard Tales, Hillbilly Horror Stories, and Meet Me in the Woods. So, you know, if you're interested in listening to other podcasts from all kinds of different topics, I would suggest you go over there because Podbelly's awesome. I mean, it's a cool little pig graphic. His name's Kevin. It's amazing. Check it out. So, today's topic. This is a fun one. It's, um, well, I guess fun's a relative term. It's one that I've been wanting to do for a while and has been on my list for a while. And I guess it really fits with it being October. And this is my uh, last release rate before Halloween. So it's pretty fitting for that. But also on the fact that there's been a lot of talk about it lately. So if you clicked on the topic, you know you're listening to an episode on McKamey Manor. Um, There's been a couple documentaries on it. And more recently in the news, there's been a lot of stories because they're offering now reward if you can make it through their insane haunted house. So McKamey Manor is, it's a haunt, I guess. It's um, a haunted house that is kind of insane and it's really extreme. Um, It's been called a torture house and it was featured on a documentary that's been on Netflix and I think it still is right now. And it's called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. So on that documentary, uh, filmmaker Jonathan Schnitzer, Schnitzer, I guess, <laughs> John Schnitzer, Schnitzer, that's a hard word to say, <laughs> goes behind the scenes to follow horror-living people as they devote their talent, creativity, and lives to making the scariest houses, mazes, and experiences for the enjoyment and terror of Halloween celebrants. So he goes to a bunch of different... Haunts, haunted houses, they're called haunts, um, if you're in the know, I guess if you're in the business, <laughs> and talks to them and just sort of goes through, you know, typical ones, but McKamey Manor is featured on there and it is insane and it kind of goes into a little bit of the insanity of what this crazy haunt actually is. And there's another um, episode that's on a show on Netflix right now. So Dark Tourist is a show on Netflix where the host, David Ferrier, goes around to a bunch of different places and does dark tourism. So he goes to, you know, satanic places and graves and just, you know, all kinds of crazy things. And one of the places he goes to is McKamey Manor. And on that show, he sort of gives viewers an update uh, on what it is. In Haunters, it was revealed that the manor didn't allow the use of a safe word. Um, but since then, it's revealed on Dark Tourist that they've changed their policy. And Ferrier does say, you know, that they signed, you signed to say that, yeah, you agree to everything in the waiver. It also gives them permission to ignore your safe word. So that's something... It comes up on there. Um, the host, David Ferrier, goes through as much as he can. I guess basically until he taps out. And no one's finished this this crazy haunt, this haunted house, this experience, I guess. It's more of an experience than I think like a destination. That's how I would say. So like most haunts or haunted houses, 
or experiences or they're about the whole experience right they're not just you go to a haunted house it's the whole everything that happens in it there's um there's some in town here so one's the haunted fort um there's fort william historical park which i've mentioned on another podcast where i went to the observatory and they do a whole haunted setup um for halloween so during the whole month of october you go and you go through the whole fort and it's like there's a plague or there's a zombie invasion or whatever the theme is for that year and it's the whole experience of it it's not just a haunted house it's kind of like not the ride maybe at disneyland but the whole experience of the whole park i don't know it's kind of it's a whole experience right so that's what this place is like it's a whole experience it's not just your regular neighborhood you know haunted house where someone decorates their yard for halloween maybe puts a little maze or something in their front yard that you can like weave through and a little ghost drops down or which pops out this is like insane it's psychological and real physical torture and haunting so the term torture house is probably more appropriate than haunted house it's not really a haunt um which goes back to the actual description of it so mckamey manor is a torture house (laughs) and a pioneer of the notion of extreme haunts it was founded in san diego by russ mckamey where it was originally located on his property and since moved to the american south it is known for simulated aggression towards its guests who must sign a liability waiver, which is 40 pages long. Employees of the manor may physically assault patrons, hit them, waterboard them, force them to eat and drink unknown substances, have them bound and gagged, and engage in other forms of emotional, physical, and psychological torture. The house permits just a handful of patrons to enter each weekend. Guests are not required to pay an entrance fee. Instead, they accept payment only in dog food for the owner's pets or local animal shelters. The tour can last from four to eight hours. Sometimes it's been 10 hours (laughs) and no guest has made it all the way through. That's why they are now offering a $20,000 reward if you finish it, which is insane. Um, despite previously not allowing safe words, now you have the option that you can use one that, ex- that is supposed to and the experience immediately, although apparently they tend to choose to ignore that safe word. Um, one of the volunteer guides detailed that the 40-page waiver signed by, partic- by participants lists all the possible risks endured, including pulling out their own teeth, a chance of getting a tattoo, and getting fingernails pulled out. It operates, the house operates year-round, and apparently there's a waiting list of over 24,000 people, which is insane to me. Why would 24,000 people (laughs) want to be waiting for this? And I don't know if it's more people that want to do, like, extreme stuff, or if it's more like just proving to yourself that you can do it sort of like you know like a look at me like a pride thing or if it's people who are masochistic and enjoy being tortured um personally I don't think I'd want to go to a place where there's the chance that they're gonna you know pull my fingernails out (laughs) or give me a tattoo I don't want or try and make me pull my own teeth and that's the thing like so it says that they can you know it may include pulling out your own teeth but you say no so i mean like are they just like oh you have to pull out your teeth or we'll hurt you and then a lot of this goes to the fact that like so this guy made this place and he wanted to torture people like it's not just building like a haunt for scaring people you're not just scaring people and giving them a good scare like it's fun halloween's fun to be 
you know, you get that scare, you get that little rush of adrenaline and you sort of laugh afterwards. This is more psychologically and physically torturing people. And it kind of makes me wonder where this guy fits in on like psychopath scale or sociopath scale because he's obviously got something where, you know, some sadistic nature where he's enjoying this. And the fact that he's only taking payment in dog food is also bizarre. So it's not like you can say he's doing it just for the money. He's doing this for his own pure enjoyment. And that's like really fucked up personally, I think. Um, so to get into the the torture house, <laughs> you need to be 21 or over or be 18 to 20 with your parents' approval. You need to have completed a sports physical and doctor's letter stating that you're physically and mentally cleared. You need to pass a background check provided by them. You need to be screened via Facebook, FaceTime, or phone. You need to have proof of medical insurance. You need to sign a detailed 40-page waiver, which we'll get into some caveats on there and how they're probably not really legal. (laughs) And you need to pass a portable drug test on the day of the show. So it's kind of funny. You have to pass a drug test, but then they may drug you during it. And I don't think it's ever realistic what drugs they give you and I almost wonder like if you have allergies you probably can't go in because who knows what they're gonna give you I don't know I think the whole thing is insane and I personally don't know why anyone would want to do it um so there's locations in Summertown Tennessee and Huntsville Alabama it operates year-round like I said there's the waitlist experiences take from you know 48 hours but then there's ones that have been talked about being as as high as uh as 10 hours um, there's a new show called Desolation, which I guess that nobody's even made it to the starting clock on the new show, McKamey said, that with the new mental game, it's much more difficult. And because of that, no one's even started the clock, which is really fucked up. And like, why would you make this? I don't know. I don't get it. And like I said, there's been a reward now for $20,000 if you make it through and not a single person has yet. And I think like, how do you even know it's the end? So if they torture you for six to eight to 10 hours, how do they know? Like, do they have a preset thing of like 10 hours and then this is going to be the end? And it's got to be like mentally and physically exhausting on the people that are a part of it as well to be doing this for eight hours. Like that's a whole, you know, a whole shift of work. Eight to 10 hours is a whole shift of your day. Like that's insane for torturing like one, one person basically. Um, I don't know how they determine it's the end. Like if they have a set, like a set guideline of experiences or, you know, tasks that need to be done. Or if it's just when they decide that you've had enough, like, I don't know if maybe that's in the documentation. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fucked up. So, you know, this guy, Russ McKamey, I guess he's an ex Navy man and theater studies major. So maybe he enjoyed torturing people in the Navy. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Or because it's the theater, so it's like a combination of both. Or yeah, I've, I have no idea. So apparently there's been a lot of stuff that's been leaked about it online recently. And there's been some, you know, exposed videos on YouTube and especially more so in the recent weeks because of the the news stories and sort of the resurgence in media. There's been some videos and I don't really know how there's videos, like if they don't allow people to be videotaped in there or if they tape it for their own. 
where basically it just shows the main guy, Russ McCamey, just, you know, forcing someone to lay in a bucket of water and hold their breath underwater and carry around like a barrel on their back and just do weird, you know, torturous activities in his backyard. And some people are saying like he just forces you to crawl around his garbage maze while he, you know, physically and psychologically tortures you and it's not really a house or a building or a tour. So I don't really know if it's just different for each participant or if they have like a set thing. And that's, that's a good point. Like, I don't know how that's either. I don't think it's really laid out. Like, oh yeah, there's this new show, which is a part of a desolation, but the regular one, or they just laid out, like if it's the same for every person or if they just customize the experience to the person, if they're like, this is how I'm going to torture this person. And then this is how I'm going to torture this other person. So part of the, the waiver and non-disclosure agreement was uh, released online recently. So we'll go through some crazy points that are on there. Um, so there's one that says participants understand that they may incur injuries from falling props and the event become unstable during the tour. That's probably a pretty standard waiver. You know, if you're in a regular haunted house, things may tip over and fall on you. It's just a part of it, right? But then you get into some more fucked up shit. Um, they understand and agree that they may come into contact with carbon monoxide poisoning with regard to the use of artificial fog. Maybe not that standard in a haunted house, but you know, it's always a possibility. Um, participant fully understands and agrees that once participant enters, there is no quitting unless serious physical injury or psychological injury is present. It's like now they say there's a safe word. So, you know, there's been reports of the safe word not really being used or the person had to say it several times before the, that it was actually stopped. And that's not really included, I guess, you know, in the waiver. Um, the participant understands that injuries may occur during the tour, which may include but are not limited to head, neck, and back injuries, death, death is laid out, stroke, traumatic brain injury, brain aneurysms, cerebral or retinal hemorrhage, subdermal hematoma, loss of consciousness, whiplash, harmful heart reactions, nausea, headache, dizziness, lacerations, broken or sprained bones, which is awesome, <laughs> torn ligaments, bleeding wounds, scrapes, undercuts, heat stroke, or drowning and does not hold McKinney Manor responsible. And so I think that like, yeah, you can sign this waiver that, you know, you may die during this thing, but I'm pretty sure that like they could still be sued because I don't think you could legally say it's okay if I drown. That's, you know, they're not like medical practitioners. Like I remember going to the chiropractor and I had to sign a waiver saying like if I was you know, injured or whatever, like they're, they're not responsible. I mean, they're under my own, I guess, power or whatever, but nothing the same applies for this, you know, haunted house that you're agreeing to be tortured. And I, it'd be interesting to know how a lawyer would actually look at this waiver to see if it actually is legally binding. Like if they put this together or if they had a lawyer do it up for them. I don't know. It's, I don't think that's ever listed online. So then it goes on that participant fully understands and agrees that being scared or having a panic attack, etc., does not count as serious injury. So if you go back up a couple, it says that there's no quitting unless serious physical or psychological injury is present. And you understand that having a panic attack does not count as a serious injury. Participant fully understands and agrees that their tour may include the use of hypodermic needles, zappers, tasers, or dog shot collars. So I think that like 
teasers and shock colors are one thing, but when there's hypodermic needles, are they being safe with that? Are they using the same needles on multiple people? Is there a risk of hepatitis and AIDS and other, you know, bloodborne illnesses? That's uh, that's pretty messed up. They also, a participant fully understands and agrees that they may be crushed in a pit by various objects. So that's messed up. <laughs> participant fully understands and agrees that various fluids, such as food coloring, grease, theatrical blood, or other liquids, may be placed in the participant's mouth. It is participant's responsibility not to swallow these fluids. So if they're putting liquids in your mouth, how are you supposed to like stop yourself from, from swallowing them? I don't think that like they can... Uh, like, like how are you going to stop yourself from swallowing whatever the random shit that they're putting in your mouth is and you don't even know what it is they're not telling you what it is that you're putting they're putting in your mouth you're just getting bizarre liquids put in your mouth so I would suggest that you uh, you go and look up some of the videos online um, there's a lot of great videos that actually show some people going through the tours and there's some videos that show the supposed exposure of of the tours. Um, I'm not really sure how legit those ones are, if it was just for that person, um, and if they are recent or older, because yeah, they may have been posted more recently, but who's to say it wasn't recorded a few years ago? I don't know. The whole thing is like, it's so messed up. And in today's culture of like people being obsessed with this true crime and, you know, so many serial killers and psychopaths and those kind of things. I don't think anyone's ever really talking about how this guy is fucked up. He is torturing people just for the donation of dog food. And yeah, they make you sign this 40 page waiver and pass all these health regulations and everything, but I don't know if that's even legally binding. You know, I think that if you did die, your family probably could sue him. And I don't think you can give people permission to murder you, basically. Like, you can't say, yes, I agree to sign this piece of paper that if you murder me, it's all right. Then you're not responsible for it. No, because you can't give pe people permission to do something illegal. Same thing with drugs. If they're giving you drugs, they're probably illegal drugs. Because they're not a doctor. They can't prescribe you drugs. So they can't give someone else prescription medication. So that only leaves illicit drugs. <laughs> and... That's not something that you can give to people and someone can, you know, sign a waiver and waiver away. So I think there's probably a lot of loopholes in it. And I'd be kind of curious to talk to someone who's actually gone through this and experienced the whole experience of it and seen, you know, how, how it affected them during it and how it affected them psychologically after it because it is ridiculous. Um, but like I said, it's something I wanted to do a topic on for a while. It's been on my list. And now that it's sort of resurgence in the media, I figured it was a good good time to do it again. So I'd re recommend checking out that episode of Dark Tourist. Um, it's on Netflix where they goes to McKamey Manor and get kind of a firsthand look on there as well. Check out the videos on YouTube because it's crazy. And I mean, if you think that you have the stomach to do it and want to make $20,000, and think that you can finish this 10 hours of torture then maybe you should go do it and if that's something you do and you make it through or decide to go and do it be sure to hit me up because I would I would love to pick apart what your reasoning behind that is 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast. And as well, the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check that out as well.